That's right. I'm back to New York car, Nyoka. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Oh, hell no. Granddad, let's whoop this nigga's ass right now. Bitch-ass, faggot-ass, punk-ass, pussy-ass, bitch-ass, nickel! You wanna do something, bitch-ass, nickel! And those are the words of the infamous Colonel H. Uh, Stinkmaner. Welcome back to the Boondock Series Recap Pod Side Series from Simple Math. Hey, uh, this is Mr. Saren. And uh, this episode, we will be reviewing the infamous Boondocks episode, Season 1, Episode 4, granddad's fight uh this episode is infamous because it introduces us to one of the best boondocks characters and that is the aforementioned mr our colonel h stink meaning yeah so basically his he is a character where obviously if you've seen the episodes thus far he's he's what I would call a representation of um, uh, a lost individual, so like someone who's like l- lesser, lesser tier, less educated. You know what I'm saying? A lost nigga is what yeah, you know. What most people would be. sociopath. Exactly. Yeah, Colonel Stigmeiner is or Stigmeiner is a complete ignorant sociopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise of the episode. Uh, is that granddad is leaving the mall with the boys after having bought new shoes. And in the introduction, Huey explains this thing or phenomenon known as a nigga moment. And a nigga moment is described as when two uh, otherwise uh, rational, logical black men act irrationally. And he said, for example... Sneakers are $150 landmines. And he's right. Everybody, all of us, have seen and experienced a nigga moment. You know what I'm saying? This is Man. not, and Boondocks is not the first. This is not a new concept that came up with the Boondocks. Oh, man. Because in No Sex in the Champagne Room, uh, man. Uh, Chris Rock says, you know, why would you go to jail? Cause someone smudged your puma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sneakers are really. Hey precious. man, you you ain't never been in the club, freshers on the exactly. and, and you and some nigga knocking to you, eat stuff on your exactly. jays or something. Like, oh man, I just paid like two hundred dollars for these. Exactly. <laughs> like people don't realize. Like, enjoy. It's more than just like. Sadly, expensive shit like that yeah. is a status symbol, but it's also like. People also realize that, so they go out of their way to disrespect those things, and those are what are known as catalysts for a nigga moment. And it doesn't even have to be necessarily disrespecting somebody's material possessions. Nigga moments can occur because you don't like somebody's rapping, you don't like somebody's art, you don't like somebody's, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. A nigga moment can be sparked over damn near anything. (laughs) Because even, even further explained by Huey is that no matter how farther how far it move, you move away from niggas, nigga moments still occur. Yeah, bro, just it's just a it's just at different levels. It's a thing of pride. Yeah, a nigga moment is just it's just flexing its hubris. Yeah, honestly, when you break it down, the the real definition of a nigga moment are 
uh, one of the factors of a making yeah. it. And really, I think what it comes down to is like, unfortunately, a large number, a large number of, of, um, I guess, I, a large number of, of black people or whatever are all, all are like you know beyond just saying nigga, you know what I'm saying like. Are in situations where all they all they have is their self pride. You know what exactly. I'm saying. So that, like being disrespected means some means a lot more to someone with less than it otherwise would to someone with more. It, which is why they had the little exchange with the white person that oh, I feel yeah. like they were tying that in when they were saying he was like, "Wait, I'm white." And he just walked off. Yeah, he said, "Yeah." Well, you know what I'm saying. You step on you step on my shoes. You know what I'm saying. Like back when I was coming up, like if I if, if I got a pair of two hundred dollars shoes, exactly. Like that was a lot of money back exactly. then. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, shit. It's not like necessarily like now that we're grown, it's not necessarily yeah. as much. Money, oh yeah, obviously. But yeah. it's still a lot of money just yeah. to be disrespect. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it, anything else, two hundred dollars, you wouldn't just go and disrespect that somebody else had. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing of like that too. I feel like black people are just feel constantly disrespected yeah. that when somebody goes and overtly disrespects them to them fa- their face like that yeah. and they had they feel like they have to do something yeah. and that's really what happened to granddad in the like with the clip we played at the beginning of the episode like granddad was kind of he kind of kept his cool until stick meter kept going and then he got in his face and started verbally disrespecting him. And then when he started verbally disrespecting him out loud, and Riley said, come on, granddad, let's whoop this nigga's ass. And then Colonel Stinkmeaner kept going crazy. Granddad felt like he had no option but to swing at this blind man. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, yeah, if someone's talking that heavy, I mean, I don't know. They are was they were some old ass motherfuckers to be getting yeah. fist fights. That's the thing. <laughs> that was you know like y'all saying? super old. Like, like someone about to bring a hip either way. Exactly, <laughs> and I've seen that at Walmart. I've seen two old ass sixty year plus year old men just flexing nuts in, in the parking lot on each other. Like if both of y'all get in a fight, it's not gonna be nothing nice for either of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think because Hugh, I think Huey. That's why I was like. He he was kind of indifferent through the episode. I think, I think he felt more like, I know this is wrong, but I know there's no way you can't yeah, stop exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Once logic and reasoning has left the, like, it's nothing you can do. You can't stop a nigga moment. You, you know stop. what I'm saying? He realized that. Yeah. He realized you couldn't stop the quote unquote nigga moment, and that's when I I guess, that's when he started having the dreams. Like it got a hard on him. Like damn, you can't even stop this. Like this is about to be fucked up and. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this is either about to be, this is about to, he, at first, rather, he thought this is about to be an end game for Granddad. Because logically, he was like, what, why else could a blind man have just swiftly whipped Granddad's ass like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Huey being the voice of reason, of course, went with logic first. Of course, this guy has super senses. You know what I'm saying? That's the only semi logical thing that could be true. That would have led him to whip grandpa, granddad's ass that flawlessly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so then Huey, being the good guy he is, decided to take it upon himself and train granddad. Which shows that, like, sometimes the smart person, you know, even if they realize, or maybe even the dumb person, even if somebody realize, like, once they realize there's no, like, yeah. There's no going back. You might as well go ahead. You yeah. Know what I'm you ain't even embarrass me out there. Yeah, exactly. Don't go out there. And let the little boys whoop exactly. your ass. Exactly. 
Don't good. come back here to the boys with your kids. <laughs> come on, granddad. We can't be riding back. You got your ass whooped by a blind man. Twice. Ah. Like, you can't do it. Exactly. You can't embarrass the whole Freeman clan like that. So, yeah, Huey had to turn up on him. But. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Riley pretty much profited off the whole exchange, which is another, which is another, even though it wasn't as heavily like, you know, they didn't touch base with that, obviously, because these episodes aren't that long. So, I mean, obviously, within the time frame, it's hard to touch base on everything. But like, I think it was wild that um, Riley was profiting off of that. And I think a lot more, a lot of that happens more than people think. Like people profiting off the downfall of your own people. Exactly. Like, and like, these, like. And yeah, my bad. I didn't yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, that's what all these blogs do, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more than profit. Like, it was deeper than profiting just off the violence with each other. It's just profiting off each other and then backhand profiting, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Riley was taking all that money for himself, but who were the entertainment pieces? Stink Meaner and Granddad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's just. It's kind of a, a spotlight on how we're quick to capitalize on each other, whether it's two people fucking lives up for themselves or even two people doing something positive for themselves. Yeah. No matter what, there's always somebody that's going to try and leech from it financially. Yeah. And it's always somebody usually close to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Riley is... Granddad's great. He, his grandson, you know what I'm saying? And he's sitting there. He's up there. Nothing is his concern but making sure people come to this fight and that he makes money off this fight. Yeah. That's like his own granddad got his ass whooped, and all he did was joke on him the entire way back home. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And it, I mean, like, it happens. It happens. Like, Riley, and once again, Riley's also young and impressionable. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He sees it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? He saw like just like little kids sees wrestling or something on TV. It's like it's just like it's just like the shit now. The, uh, what's the underground fighting thing we're always uh, street beats. Street beats. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? If you grew up watching that, it's like well shoot, they about to fight. I can make some money off of it. That's yeah, how it is yeah. now. Especially now with social media, you can make money off of almost anything. anything. Yeah. It's a you can out. get people to watch almost anything, which yeah. is crazy. People listen to anything. They're listening to yeah. us right now. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's very true. People so it's will, like... And there's always somebody willing to capitalize on somebody's interest. I mean, it's all capitalism. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying, if anything. But I think more or less exploiting people who are not really gaining anything, if anything, just detrimenting themselves. And you're just kind of socially raping them for a dollar. Yeah. It's kind of the commentary there. Yeah. And like I said, it's usually somebody close to you. Yeah. Like, look at, look at the basketball players and the rappers and shit. They go broke because somebody's their manager or something like that. But for real, they're just eating all their money up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's a way. That's way too common of a story. And it's it's probably common in all areas of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. But I think it's almost a little bit more predatory with uh, more hip hop music because it's usually younger people. Yeah. Younger impressionable people that need the money. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Like, rap music is rarely, if ever, somebody executive's nephew or something like that. That's fair. Yeah, just some random-ass kid from the hood. That's true. So, the people going after them, trying to sign them, trying to, you know what I'm saying, 
to advantage off them, profit off them from the get-go are more predatory than anything else. I mean, like I said, the record business in general is very predatory in that manner, but I feel like to rap music, hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? It's more maybe so. a little bit more so. Yeah, just because it's just it's just the most, prev- most prevalent genre right now. That is just, a little bit, there's a lot more independent companies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every single rapper seems to be signed to a different company nowadays type thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a there's an avenue for it now. Like, that's why, like, you need, like, only thing you should really need, a, a you need a distribution deal probably with some of the bigger wheels. But, like, yeah. other than that, man, like, most of your shit, like, go independent. Yeah. In house. Hell yeah. Yeah. But uh, to move on with the episode. So they actually do end up organizing the fight. The fight happens. And as the fight begins, Huey comes to reality. This man is not no fucking suit. He has no super senses. He just got lucky. Yeah. And boy, did Huey realize that too late. Because that <laughs> ends up in the death of Colonel Stink Newman. Yeah. Right there in front of everybody. Granddad, granddad did spasm. Yeah, because he was trained. Like, once he you hit him, like, three straight times with the cane, and he, like, you you struck him on all three times, like, all right, okay. Yeah, but you got to realize, he retrained him because they thought they were going <laughs> up against a real killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, like, it's so wild how people, not even just niggas, people get so wrapped up into the hype, they forget reality. Like, come on, you really think when they're going to go square up toe-to-toe, this blind man's gonna get lucky and really whip his ass. You know what I'm saying? And now you done super trained this guy and the and the man is dead. You know what I'm saying? Everybody done got so wrapped up into it. Everybody just started to believe it so much that now somebody's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But that's well, that's that's what happens, bro. It it happens so often, bro. Yeah. Like a lot of the it's just so many like little petty petty shit. People die over petty shit so much, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just they they just. I think this is that's kind of like, I think that's kind of like what they were kind of going for with this episode. I think that that's the kind of message that they were Probably trying to send. Pettiness. Like, like just kind of see how how ridiculous, how little it takes for someone to really get killed over something. Exactly. Like that's like they said. It escalated, like you said, it all started over stepping on a Like, bro, seat. like, that's happened multiple times, people yeah. dying over shoes. Yeah. Multiple times. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody just got so wrapped up into it. Like, even Huey, the most logical person in that universe, had got wrapped up into it to the point where he trained Granddad to the point he was able to kill Stick Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was essentially his mission. Like, to the point where he, him and Tom had the foresight to get the fight <laughs> licensed. You know what I'm saying? So he was so wrapped up, <laughs> still logical, but still so wrapped up. He was, you know what I'm saying? He was still willing to let that murder just happen in the street like it did happen. Well, shoot. Oh, I guess uh, you can also learn, you know, say if you got beef with someone, if you just get a license, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Go to the court real quick before you whistle someone's ass. Exactly. Get that license, you know, you're good to go. You got that much pride and you're willing to whisk, whisk it all. Whisk it all. If you're willing to risk it all, go ahead and do that, man. I'll forgive you for that one. Yeah, about to say, fuck you. I thought that was good. One. But no. Nah. <laughs> 
My bad. Get it together. I know, right? No, I honestly think that this was like a really good show that like sometimes motherfuckers just be having too much pride and like you said, it ends up disastrous over the smallest shit because you can't, people just don't walk away. And then in addition to that, people around them egg that shit on until something bad happens. Oh, and oh, absolutely. around looking oh, man. stupid after something bad happens. Dare I, dare I turn back the clock? Look how many fights happen because niggas are go, go with that. Yeah, exactly. Don't Four let them fuck you like that. Exactly. And for what? All y'all niggas just look stupid. Everybody involved just look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, Every goofy. time, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a hive mentality, cult mentality. I don't know how to explain it. But it's that type of thing that really gets people in the worst situations. Yeah. Is just not really cooling down and thinking shit through and then letting people hype them up and do dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's downfall of a lot of people, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think, uh, I think then to, I think it has a lot to do with like, Unfortunately, I feel like black black people always kind of end up being in this competition against one another. That's very true. I think that I think it's it kind of has something to do with that too. It's like I feel like I don't know if it's a crab in a barrel mentality. Yeah, maybe so. It's just like it. It's almost like we're so within. You know what I'm saying? We're so within our... We only see things through, I guess, our the black... We think our only... I think our only worth to the world is being the best black person at what we do sometimes. Yeah, Some, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. instead of just going out there and just being okay. great, you know what I'm saying? It always has to... You know what I'm saying? The first thing... The first thing we do when Lonnie need to get money start shitting on people, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's that same time. Like, yeah, you know? that's true, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Like you said, no matter what it is, it's always a competition. It's always about, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, so it's plenty of room to thrive, you know what I'm saying, without being in competition. Because, like, at the end of the day, you got to, you know, be for your people. More yeah. so now than ever. Yeah, that's very true. That's you know what I'm very, saying? very, true. And somebody that wasn't for his people, Riley, ends the episode by starting a riot. Because once people realize they witnessed a murder, they want no part in it, and they want their money back. <laughs> it's so Riley. Just like every motherfucker that promises shit they can't deliver, he promises a great fight, all he gives is a murder, they they panic. They panic and fuck shit up. And guess what he does? He does what he says is the key to setting anybody off, any niggas off for no reason. And he threw a chair. And he started a complete riot just to distract from the fact that he was the one that bamboozled all these people. <laughs> Time man, that's what I said. It doesn't. It doesn't take much, bro. Yeah. It just like it just like you ever been in like been like a party. All 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 it takes is a motherfucker to like run into you, or bump your shoulder the wrong way. Exactly. That's all it exactly. takes. Exactly. <laughs> you watch where you go. Yeah. Exactly. They that's just all it takes. All that bullshit, and they still round right back up. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Riley, Riley really. Like, they're doing shit like that really drives it home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it all, it starts with a nigga moment and it ends with a nigga moment. Because everything would maybe be all good at the end if he had not taken all these people's money. You know what I'm saying? And now he didn't create it, this big-ass moment, so he can slip away. And now a bunch of bullshit's about to happen from that. Yeah. It's always a cycle. The violence is always a cycle. The stupidity is always a cycle. And, hey, 
sometimes the best you can do, thing you can do is walk away, and that's what you should do is walk away. Yeah. And sometimes that's the most proud thing to do, because sometimes letting your pride get in the way, get in the way rather, is disastrous for more than just yourself. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, preach that good word, man. Hey, that's all I gotta say. Um, just um, just to wrap up, uh, I did like Huey at the s- still at the end, just saying like he was our brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah this yeah. I think that was just a good way to end the episode. Um, compassion. Be- compassion. Show just just that. just because like someone just acknowledging the fact that someone else's reality isn't isn't yours. Everyone's yeah. life is is different. Everyone had different circumstances and stuff like that. And understand that you know. Despite the differences, you know what I'm saying, we'll still, you know, consider you, you know what I'm saying, like, a brother in some sense. Yeah. At least being black, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not telling you, you know what I'm saying, like, send roses to your killer's yeah. grave, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he, still, like, he, emp- he empathizes with the life flaws. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that it was a black man that did. Yeah. He's his life type thing. Because that's the, that's the, that's the, that's a crazy thing. It's just like, especially when, like, you just, you just, you just hate to see the death. Death of a black person at, no the, at, yeah, yeah. at the hands of another black yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. It's always sad. It's never, rarely ever is it positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So I think we're I think we're pretty much clear for the day. Yeah. Thank you guys for sticking with us, listening to the simple math. Don't let your pride get in the way. R.I.P. Colonel H. Dick Meaner, Mister Out. Aaron out. Peace. <laughs>